just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. I'm recording this in the early hours of Monday, Martin Luther King Day in this country, and we'll be talking about that more a little later in the podcast. But whenever you start a week these days, there's always potentially some exciting things happening. We know the Senate is going to vote on the voting rights bill, and uh, we assume that it's not going to pass. But that's going to create all kinds of other things and all kinds of messes. So we'll be interested to see how that all plays out. And, of course, we've got the House Select Committee. They keep leaking these little bits of information out. No doubt more will come. We're hearing about the public hearings that will be televised and how that's going to blow the roof off the House, so says Jamie Raskin. And the thing about it is we're under limited time now between now and November, the midterm elections. So as I've told you before, this is more of a sprint than a marathon now. They're going to have to keep coming and keep coming with stuff. So no doubt we'll hear some more fucked up shit about what happened on January 6th and those days around it. Because it's not just January 6th. We've got all kinds of shit that was going on. We've got the forged documents coming from the seven states to the National Archives. Uh, we've got these idiots fucking around with a census. It's, it's just a lot of shit, and more and more stuff is going to be coming out. You can bet the House Select Committee is going to have something every week to keep it in the forefront of everybody's minds, just so everybody knows what's going on by November 2022. But before we do that, before we get into the podcast, um, you know, I frequently say that if you have questions, comments, or complaints, you can always email me direct me directly at uh, rationalboomer at gmail.com, or you can go to anchor.fm, look for Rational Boomer Podcast, and leave a voicemail. And as luck would have it, we have one of each. <laughs> Now, this first one is a voicemail from a gentleman. I don't know his name. He didn't give me his name. He didn't even ask a question. He's making some comments, just as I asked, and he's letting his opinion be known. And I love that. I love that you feel like you have the opportunity to say that on this show, because this is really what it's about. I do a lot of talking here, and I give a lot of opinions, but I'm always more than happy to let other people that happen to listen to the show give their opinions as well. So, I don't know his name. Sounds like a cool guy. Go ahead. Let's listen to this first voicemail. Dude, love your show, man. Uh, I totally relate. And, uh, about Mansion and cinema i think biden ought to just say okay fuck all y'all sign an executive order you know trump would have fuck it i'd be tired of messing around with these fucking people you know mansion and cinema are fucking traitors in my in my eyes they're just going against the grain assholes we need a clean house big time all right uh Thanks for your time, and I love your show. Now, I like this guy right from the first word. When he called me dude, I go, oh, that's my kind of guy. I call a lot of people dude, and it may seem out of character for a guy of my age, 
But as you know, I don't give a fuck. That's just what I do. But it reminds me of a story. When my son was uh, getting married, he was taking on a stepson. And he was about five or six at the time, maybe seven. Uh, No, it had to be five or six because he's nine now. Anyway, very smart kid and very introspective kid. And we were sitting on the couch during or just before the wedding. My uh, daughter-in-law said, could you keep an eye on him? we got to go take pictures and stuff. I go, no problem. I love hanging out with this kid. So we're sitting there talking, and he's asking a bunch of questions and really deep questions. I'm always impressed by this kid when he asks me questions. I mean, he's this little guy, but he comes up with these crazy big words, and he knows what they mean, and he's really asking serious questions. So he had a question for me when we were sitting on that couch waiting for mom and his new stepdad to get married. And he looks at me, and he goes, so you're going to be my step-grandfather, right? I said, yep. I said, I'll tell you this, though, buddy. I don't use the word step in my family. He goes, what do you mean? I said, you're my grandson. I know you have other grandparents, and I know you uh, have a lot of things going on with other grandparents. But no matter what, I'm your grandfather. I am. He said, well, what should I call you? I said, well, you can call me grandfather, grandpa, whatever you want. He says, but I got other grandparents I call grandpa. I go, I get that. He's got other grandparents he calls Papa and Nana and Grandpa and Grandma and all this stuff. So it's kind of confusing for the kid. So I said, look, I said, I said, look, dude, (laughs) don't worry about it. You can call me whatever you want. You can call me by my first name. And he goes, what did you call me just a minute ago? I said, dude, he goes, I like that. I go, well, then we've got it settled. I'll call you, dude. You call me, dude. And he looks at me and he says, really? What if my mom gets mad? I said, well, then I'll tell your mom that I told you to call me dude. I'd be happy to have you call me dude. (laughs) And this kid thought it was so special that he could now call me dude like we're peers. And I love this little kid. He's not of my bloodline, but uh, I couldn't love this kid any more, any more uh, than my own grandchild. So when we see each other from time to time, he'll, he'll smirk and he'll call me dude and I'll call him dude and it's our own little inside deal. I know my son and his mom have looked kind of weird when he said that, but uh, we just smile and go along with it. And as long as I'm not complaining, I guess mom and stepdad aren't going to say anything. We'll just keep it that way. We'll keep it between us. Now, the one thing I heard about my grandkids, and I'll mention this before I get to the next uh, Gmail here. I think I told you in a previous podcast that my my grandson got COVID. He's positive. And he's, you know, he's going to school, so it's natural that he would get it. Sounds like his mom got it. My son, his stepdad didn't get it. But unfortunately, our little girl, she's what, 20 months old? She got COVID. She's positive for COVID. So her big brother's kind of taking care of her. And she's not sick at all. She doesn't have any symptoms. She's fine, and she will be fine. But that's always been the scariest point for me when people ask me, why should I get vaccinated? Well, because you can infect other people. You could infect my granddaughter who can't get the vaccination. That's troubling to me. Well, no doubt she got it from her brother, and there's no avoiding it. They live together. What's going to happen? I honestly believe this Omicron thing, is is going to hit everybody 
Fortunately, it's lighter than the others. And if you're vaccinated and have a booster, and my grandson did have the vaccinations, uh, he's been fine. My little granddaughter's fine. My daughter-in-law's fine. So that's, that's all good. Anyway, thank you to that gentleman. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Mansion and cinema are pieces of shit. And yes, I agree. Joe Biden needs to get tough, throw down the gloves, be president of the United States, and start kicking some Senate ass. Thank you for the call, by the way. Now I got a Gmail, too. And I do have a name for this one. Her name is Gail from the Bronx. I've been to New York City a number of times, never been to the Bronx. and uh, But when I get back to New York, I'll try to hit the Bronx. It sounds like a wonderful place. And, you know, I, I went, <laughs> my wife and I went uh, um, to New York one time, way back when. Uh, my wife won a contest. She was trying to win tickets to a Elton John concert. She ended up winning the grand prize, which was uh, a free trip to anywhere there's a club med, and we went to Turks and Caicos in the early 80s, but we had to fly to New York first. And in the early 80s, New York wasn't quite as nice and fun and touristy as it was then. There were certain places you didn't go. And I was talking to a taxi driver at the time. He said, I said, if you were to take us the worst possible place to go, where would that be? And I said, uh, or he said, uh, Probably the South Bronx. Now, I don't know if that's still the case. I don't know enough about New York City. But I know New York is a lot better place. I've been back there a number of times, and uh, I feel perfectly safe there. Anyway, Gail from the Bronx, again, isn't asking a question, but is exerting her right to give her opinion. And each and every one of you will always have that right here on the Rational Boomer podcast. Gail from the Bronx, she says, sort of a history fan. I wish Democrats would stop buying into Republican bullshit. CRT is propaganda to scare and trigger the base. First, it's not theory. It is a fact. They called it history. I always wondered how they taught the Civil War in the South. Well, now you know. Another very fine people on both sides nonsense. If you want to know how these people get elected or who's choosing these dumb fucks, just tune into any Joel Olstein or megachurch program. That is the audience of Trump. That is who is electing <laughs> uh, boob farts. I think she's talking about Lauren Boebert there. And margarine trader greed. <laughs> Yeah, you're my kind of gal. Anyway, she says, whenever I think of Trump, I think of the old movie Elmer Gantry, All Day Grifter. Love the show. Now, you really have to be one of us older folks to even know what she's referring to when she says Elmer Gantry. That's an old, old movie. He played a... uh, evangelical preacher who traveled around grifting money from people. He wasn't all that honest. He was played by Burt Lancaster. Actually, it's a very great movie. Shirley Jones is in it, too, back when Shirley was hot. (laughs) Anyhow, I want to thank Gail from the Bronx for writing in, sending an email, and expressing her opinion. And any one of you folks that want to do the same thing, you are more than welcome. Go to rationalboomer at gmail.com. Go to anchor.fm. Look for Rational Boomer Podcast. And then uh, just leave a voicemail. That's all you got to do. Now, as I said, the Senate is voting on the voting rights bill on Tuesday. They were going to do it 
today, but it's a holiday, and they decided to let it go till Tuesday. Now, no one's expecting this to pass the House, or the Senate. I'm sorry, it's already passed the House. But the reason it won't pass the Senate is because of the filibuster, and the filibuster requires a supermajority vote of 60 votes. Now, we know no Republicans like voting rights. We assume that Manchin and Cinema will vote for the voting rights because they say they love it. But the problem is, is then it will be a vote of 51 to 50. And it won't pass because you don't have the supermajority. So then the next step is to try to carve out the filibuster so that you can pass it with a 51 vote deal in, in the Senate. Now, the problem is we know that Manchin and Cinema are against that. I mean, they've all been for it for other situations, but this one they aren't. They still claim to be big proponents of voting rights, but they won't carve out the filibuster this one time to make sure it gets passed. Now, they're getting all kinds of heat. They're getting all kinds of heat. In fact, uh, Martin Luther King III was in Arizona, Christian Cinema's home state, trying to push the voting rights bill, trying to put some pressure on Christian Cinema. Now, the interesting thing is MLK3 has spoken to Manchin. He hasn't been real pleased with how it's gone down with Manchin because Manchin is a corrupt piece of shit. And MLK3 is just trying to get the right thing done. But here's the thing that upsets me. Kristen Cinema is a relatively new senator. She's got a lot of heat coming from those people in Arizona. And MLK3, Martin Luther King III, was trying to set up a meeting with Cinema. And for whatever reason, she just doesn't have the time. I mean, Martin Luther King's birthday is today. It's a big day. It's an important day to civil rights to the people of this country. Martin Luther King III would just like to talk to her about this voting rights thing to give her some insights from the other side, if you will. And she refuses to talk to him. That is absolute bullshit. That is absolute bullshit. But you shouldn't be surprised about this in Arizona. Now, again, you'd have to be a little older to remember this. But do you remember that Arizona was the last state to make Martin Luther King Day a legal holiday? It was the last state, you know, we're talking like the 70s when it was first done. But they didn't do it until 1992. But do you know why they did that in 1992? After all those years of saying, no, we're not making Martin Luther King Day a legal holiday. In 1992, they said, okay, we're going to make it a legal holiday. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because in 1991, they were awarded the Super Bowl. But then when 1992 started to come along and people started complaining about them not recognizing MLK Day, that put a lot of heat on the NFL. And at the last minute, the NFL said, fuck you, we're not doing the Super Bowl here. We'll just move it over to California at the Rose Bowl. And that's exactly what they did. 1991. So after that happened, they lost a shitload of money. They pissed off a lot of people. They looked stupid throughout the country. In 92, they said, well, you know, maybe we will start to recognize MLK Day 
fucking pieces of shit. Now, here's the other weird thing. Martin Luther King III was down there a few days ago and promoting the voting rights bill, right? Same day, same day, dipshit Donald Trump is down there. He decides to make a trip down to Arizona for what? A fucking rally. I mean, this is all this guy does is rallies. He doesn't really, he doesn't know how to govern. He doesn't know how to give speeches about policy. All he needs, all he can do is stand in front of a podium and do what uh, Hitler did in Germany. Just stir people up, lie to them, get them inflamed, and hopefully on his side. Well, that's starting to dwindle. Now, he's not big, having big stadium effects anymore. They say 15,000 people came to see him, and this was kind of a big event. They had a number of speakers there, Paul Gosar, Mike Lindell, uh, all the typical Arizona fucks that support Donald Trump and some other people from the outside. This thing went a long time, as Donald Trump's events do. He doesn't, he doesn't get about coming in doing something short and quick. He takes forever to do it. Now, what was interesting, <laughs> there were a number of people who wanted to leave early, except when they went out to the parking lot to get in their cars and leave, Donald Trump had set it up with security and the gates that no one could leave until he was done. So there were people <laughs> in the parking lot for an hour, two hours, three hours, waiting for this dipshit to be done so they could go home. Even though they wanted to leave early, they couldn't because Donald Trump decided to punish them a little bit. And it's funny, when they were talking to these folks, they were mad. They were mad at Trump. They were feeling like their freedoms have been taken away. And you know what? They were. Why can't somebody leave a fucking event when they want to? You can with everybody else. You go to a concert, a football game, a baseball game, other rallies by other politicians. You want to leave an hour early? Fuck, go ahead and do it. But not a Trump rally. That kind of lends itself to this whole autocratic guise that Donald Trump does. He's going to make you what do what you need to do for his benefit, doesn't care what you think, want, or need. So you Trumplifucks that sit there and praise Donald Trump, you remember this day when you couldn't leave the parking lot because Donald Trump would be butthurt if you left early and because you walked out of the area where this event was, he was going to punish you by holding you up in the parking lot. You remember that. If he can do that to you in a parking lot, if he ever gets to be president again, what if you want to do something else and he doesn't like it? Well, he's going to shut you down. And you know who you have to blame for it? You, you dumb fuck, because you're supporting him and because you're voting for him. Now, it was interesting at this event. Donald Trump um, did learn a lesson from a recent interview he did. You'll recall he was talking to, uh, who was he talking to, Hannity? Yeah, he was talking to Hannity. And, and he admitted, I've been vaccinated. I've got the booster. Everybody should get it. It's the safest thing to do. And then what happens? Well, they boo his ass. They booed him real good. 
And you know how Donald Trump feels when people contradict him or don't like him or say something bad about him. But he's caught in a tough spot because these are the only people that support him. So instead of kicking back like he might have in other situations with Democrats or whatever, he decides to change his tack. And this is absolutely fucking her- uh, hilarious. You can go YouTube and see this section of this rally. It's hilarious. What he said was, um, uh, with his rally, he said uh, that it was absolutely fucking insane. He said, the left is rationing vaccinations and therapeutics based on race. (laughs) They're discriminating and denigrating white people to determine who lives and dies. If you're white, you don't get the vaccine. (laughs) What he's really saying here is that apparently drinking urine isn't working out for him. That's the latest thing they're saying. You don't need ivermectin. Just drink your own urine. I mean, that's cheap. (laughs) And you know what? There are some dumb fucks that I guarantee you are drinking their urine every night. (laughs) Talk about denigrating (laughs) But this idiot has the audacity to suggest that white people aren't getting the vaccination. Wait a minute. You said COVID was a hoax. You said the vaccination was bad. You said they were putting microchips back in your arms. You said that the vaccination wasn't good. And now they're complaining. (laughs) Well, the other thing they said, too, is uh, uh, the damn Democrats are forcing us to get vaccinated. You don't you can't force us to be vaccinated. So now all of a sudden, Donald Trump says, oh, those damn Democrats won't let white people get vaccinated. (laughs) What's he trying to do? Some kind of reverse psychology. Does he finally realize that his people are dying off by the thousands because they're not getting vaccinated? And he can't say, go get vaccinated because they'll boo him. So he does this because he knows they're stupid. And they'll say, oh, my God, they won't give us the vaccination. We're going to go demand it. Yeah, you go fucking do that. Line the fuck up, you dipshits, because we'll give you the vaccination all day long. Doesn't matter if you're white, black, red, purple. It doesn't fucking matter what you are. Donald Trump is just manipulating you. He's lying to you. He's using you. He's playing you like a violin, and you don't even get it. It's going to be interesting to say, see what these people do now that have been adamantly against getting the vaccination. Now when they find out that the white people, the Democrats, uh, the Democrats are, anyway, uh, stopping white people, rationing vaccines to white people, deciding who's going to live or die and letting the white people die. It's going to be interesting to see how they react to that because it's absolute fucking bullshit. But I got to tell you, I'll give them credit. If we get a several million people going to get vaccinated because they don't want to be cheated out of the vaccination, it'll be hilarious if it works. But I'm all for it. Whatever it takes to get these clowns vaccinated. I really don't care if they get sick, go in the hospital and die, to be perfectly honest with you. But I'd like to stop perpetuating this virus in this country, getting variant after variant after variant. We don't know what would be coming next. So if we could get everybody vaccinated, we'd be in a better place. So now Donald Trump is promoting the vaccine, but not by saying he did it. He's promoting it by these damn Democrats are trying to keep it away from you poor white people. You better go get it. (laughs) 
Oh, it's such a fucking joke sometimes, isn't it? All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So we're hearing more and more about the insurrection as to how it's all being coordinated by people in Congress and the White House and such. And it's quickly becoming clear that it is, in fact, a conspiracy. Then we hear about these seven states that are forging documents suggesting Donald Trump won in states where he didn't win and having these phony electors sign it. That's becoming a big story because these people who signed it, these people who sent it, are in some deep trouble. It's one thing to say these things, but when you put it in a allegedly legal document and send it to the National Archive, now we're talking fraud and we may be talking sedition because they're trying to undermine an election. Those people who thought they were hotshots signing those fake elector certificates are in some deep shit. I've seen one or two, well, I've seen a couple of them, not interviewed, but people tried to interview them, and they get quickly very quiet and very cagey about the things they say. They know they're in trouble. They know there's no way out because they signed the goddamn thing and had it notarized. So there's going to be some deep shit there. But you would think that's pretty extensive. That's a pretty big conspiracy. But now we're hearing, of course, about something new. And I thought about this when this was going on. Of course, we had the census in 2020. And do you remember how the census went? There was a lot of fuck-ups with the census. A lot of things weren't working right. Uh, It was shortened, and there was a lot of limitations on it. Donald Trump wanted to uh, add some questions about uh, uh, being a U.S. citizen, trying to keep people who are illegal immigrants or just immigrants in general off the census. That sounded like just incompetence, not knowing what they were doing, but there's, there's more to that. When you look at the insurrection and you look at the fraud with these documents going from the seven states, and now you look at the census. What he was doing with the census was exerting political pressure on the Bureau, the Census Bureau, during the 2020 census. Now, you might think, why would he do that? Well, it's very simple why he would do that. The less people of color that are uh, that are counted, that has a big bearing on how the districts are sectioned off. If you've got a large people, persons of color block that's not counted at all in the census, they don't show up when they're redistricting. It's all a big fucking ploy, and it just adds to the whole conspiracy thing. This can't be all Donald Trump because Donald Trump is dumb as fuck. 
But all the people around Donald Trump understood that they could manipulate Donald Trump to believe anything, do anything, as long as they flattered him or whatever. So these somewhat smarter but even more evil people around Donald Trump got him into these other things. The whole idea of the forged documents, that wasn't Donald Trump's idea. That was some dumb fuck like Stephen Miller or whatever who thought they could pull some ploy that's not going to work, obviously. But the same thing with the census. You know, hinder people of color from showing up in the census, and that will affect elections. And then you throw in the fact that he tried to fuck up the Postal Service when he was worried about the mail-in ballots. This conspiracy goes very deep, very deep. And what's amazing is, for as many things as they were doing, and how aggressive they were on January 6th, it's amazing that they weren't successful. I mean, they had all the power in the Senate with the Republicans. They were covering up everything he did, no matter what crime he committed. They just poo-pooed it and made it disappear. Because when it got to the DOJ, Bannon was uh, willing to bury it, which is what he did. You know, I, I get this question a lot. People say, I've been waiting five years for Donald Trump to go to jail. Here's something you've got to understand. You haven't been waiting five years. You've been waiting a year, and it takes a little time to get this done. Yes, he's been in office since 2016, and that's five years ago. But you have to understand, while he was president of the United States, he could get away with a lot just by virtue of being the president. Nobody was going to indict him or prosecute him, so nobody could really get anything started in that realm. Over and above that, All the Republicans were in control. Like I say, they poo-pooed all this stuff. They hid it. They covered it up. The DOJ covered it up. So what I'm saying is for the first four years while he was in office, nothing was done to go after Donald Trump. The only time action was going against Donald Trump was during the impeachments. And the impeachments were a different situation. All kinds of things were exposed and... uh, All Donald Trump said, well, that's not true. And then it goes to the Senate, which which was controlled by the uh, Republicans. They don't convict him. He doesn't get kicked out. And everybody says, see, there was nothing there. Well, the fact is the Mueller report had tons of things. There were 10 specific uh, examples of obstruction of justice by Donald Trump. But nobody could do anything about it. So when you sit back and you say, well, it's been five years and nobody's done anything. Those first four years, nobody was going to do anything. He was protected and he had all these people covering for him at every turn. So not till he left office was anything really been able to do to go after him aggressively. So, yes, it seems like a long time because all he's done is criminal activity, but it's really only been a year that this process has been going, and people will say, well, nothing's been done. That's absolute bullshit. They've indicted his CFO of his company. They've indicted uh, his company itself, which, for all intents and purposes, will shut down and bankrupt a company before it's all said and done. Um you know, they, they, they've got the insurrection stuff. They, they, they filed sedition charges. Everybody was saying, well, how can it be insurrection if there's no sedition charges? Well, now there is. There's 11 of them. And they all have direct connections to people in Congress and to the White House. And that's just working itself up the chain. There's a lot of shit going on. 
Donald Trump is being barraged from all sides. They want documents. They want lawsuits. They want crimes investigated. This guy is being barraged with shit every day, and it didn't start until Joe Biden got into office. So don't fool yourself and think, well, they've been, we've been waiting for this for five years. You haven't. You have not been waiting five years because nothing was done before Joe Biden got into office. So if you look at it as a year going into this, there's been a lot of shit going on. And this next year, it's all going to come to a culmination and things are going to go crazy. Jamie Raskin says the insurrection was obviously not a spontaneous event. We're finding that out now with all the evidence coming out. They picked January 6th specifically because that was the day that they were certifying the election and they wanted to disrupt it. He says there's extensive planning and coordination. Uh, He said they would be exposing everything at every level. And as I've told you, there's going to be public hearings. They're going to be on primetime television. And it's going to be, as I said before, must-see TV. And it's going to be very, very interesting to watch because a lot of people are going to be exposed And there's going to be a lot of people crying and whining and backtracking and jumping ship and doing all kinds of stuff. The next year, next 10 months for the Republican Party is going to be a shit show for them. If the Republican Party survives this next year, I'll be surprised. The people that are the majority of the Republicans, the Trumplifucks, the seditionists, the treasonists, they're all going to be exposed Everybody's going to know, and when that happens, they're going to be hard-pressed to be taken seriously or have anybody vote for them uh, any more than just the stupid fucking base that will believe anything, you know, like drinking your own urine. You, <laughs> what can you say about these people? They're, they're just fucking stupid. You, you could tell them anything, and if it comes out of Donald Trump's mouth, it's like a gospel direct from God. So... But there's not enough of them. As I've said before, there's like a 30% group that's the base, and that's just not going to work. Everybody talks about 2018 and 2000, or 2022 and 2024. I've said this many times before. I saw some people say it on TV finally. You can't make decisions on what happens historically if what's going on now never happened in history. You can't, you, you can't read it because... Uh, yes, every midterm, the presidential's uh, the president's uh, uh, party typically loses, but that's over historical under normal times. But we're far from normal times. We've got some crazy shit going on, some devastating shit to the Republican Party. You're going to have expulsions out of the House of Representatives, people just kicked out, not 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 losing an election. They're going to be told, pack your fucking bag and get the hell out of here, and then have to suffer through the possibility of some uh, prosecution on the legal side of things. So that's that's uh, all happening right now. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, Ghislaine Maxwell, too. This is kind of interesting. Now, Ghislaine Maxwell obviously was was uh, found guilty. We don't know what kind of term she's going to spend in prison. Um, But what's interesting 
the um, the woman, Virginia Guffrey, I think that's how you pronounce it, you know, the one that sued uh, Prince Andrew or is suing Prince Andrew. They tried to shut it down. Prince Andrew did, but it didn't work. So the lawsuit's going ahead, and this is all kinds of trouble for Prince Andrew. They stripped him of all his uh, military and charitable duties <laughs> with the uh, with the royal family. Now he's going to have to do something with this, either not show up and lose by default or whatever. But what's interesting, in 2018, this same woman sued Ghislaine Maxwell civilly like she's doing with Prince Andrew. I don't even know what happened with that. Uh, but, but what was interesting in the documentation, as she was suing Ghislaine Maxwell, this Virginia Giffrey had eight people in it. They were all called John Doe. They didn't think it was necessary in a civil case um, that, um, that they needed to expose them and embarrass them. Never mind that these people are pedophiles and should be exposed and, and punished for it. But, you know, you know how the court system works. They're always somehow cutting Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein a break and Ghislaine Maxwell a break. Well, here's what's interesting. Now that Ghislaine Maxwell is going to jail, Somebody asked her about that previous civil lawsuit with Virginia Guffrey and those eight John Doe's. Now, she's always been adamant about not exposing those people. It's just embarrassing to them. Yeah, well, they're fucking doing illegal shit and they should be stopped. But she kind of fought to keep those names under wrap. Now, <laughs> now she's saying, you know what, if you want to expose those names, that's cool. I'm sure she's figured out that she's going to jail and none of these fucks helped her. So she thought she'd return the favor. So now she said, yeah, go ahead and expose them. Virginia Giffrey, the one that sued her with these names in this document or in this case, she's all along wanting them exposed. Now here's what happens. It's going to go to a judge, Judge Preska, I think his name is. He was appointed by George H.W. Bush, the dad Bush, not George W. Dumbfuck Bush, but George H.W. Bush. He was appointed by him. So clearly he's Republican and clearly he's conservative. Now the question is, will he allow those names to be exposed? Now, if some of these people who obviously have some power, I mean, we could be talking Donald Trump, we could be talking Bill Clinton, we could be talking anybody. I, I, I hate giving names because you hear so much conspiracy theory stuff and you don't know what's true. But we know for sure that Bill Clinton and Donald Trump was on that plane called Lolita and traveled down to that island a number of times. So they could very well be one of the eight people on this list. So it'll be interesting to see if this conservative judge allows those names to be released. Hopefully there'll be enough pressure from the public, from the government, to release those names. I don't know why they were covered up in the first place. I mean, I think Elaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein have gotten a lot of preferential treatment. I mean, when Jeffrey Epstein was convicted, he got this 
cake deal as far as a sentence. I mean, the guy, the prosecutor who ended up working for Donald Trump and then ended up getting fired. I can't remember his name. It was a Hispanic name. Was it Garcia or Rodriguez? I don't know what it was. I don't, I'm not trying to. It doesn't even matter. He was a skinny, greasy, weaselly, slimy piece of shit that gave Jeffrey Epstein this cake deal. I mean, he'd go to jail, but he got out 10, 11 hours a day to go to work. He got work release, and he's a fucking pedophile. And in the deal, he made them agree that uh, he wouldn't prosecute any of his friends. (laughs) Well, they committed pedophilia. They're child molesters. How do you cut that deal? And this prosecutor was responsible for it. So now it's going to be interesting to see if anybody like that has gotten to this judge. This judge in this current climate should be able to say, look, man, we should tell people who did this because they clearly broke a law. And we'll see. Hopefully they will expose those names. We as a country, the victims, all deserve these people to be exposed. If they did it, they need to be exposed, prosecuted, and punished. But if this judge says, no, we're not going to release those names, you know that one of these people or all of these people or some other powerful people got to him and somehow convinced him not to do it. There is no excuse for not exposing these, these people. Clearly, they are guilty. Ghislaine Maxwell has just been convicted. She was being sued in a civil court because of a woman who is now suing Andrew, Prince Andrew, about her putting Virginia Giffrey with these eight men at one time or another. They need to be exposed. If we need to clean up this country and we need to try to put some somehow stopping this thing that's going on with powerful people and in government, we need to see the names. And they need to be able to plead their case and say they're innocent and prove they're innocent. But if they're not innocent, it's time we start taking these fuckers down. I don't care who they are. I know all these Republicans will always say, well, Bill Clinton was on, like I give a fuck. They're still under the delusion that just because I don't like Donald Trump, I must be a raging Democrat, and I'm not. I don't care. (laughs) To me, there's no difference between Democrats and Republicans, except now with Donald Trump, who took the uh, Republicans to the way crazy right, and they're criminals. That's why I side more with Democrats than Republicans, because Democrats have their problems, but they're a far better choice at this point than the Republicans. But I'll be honest with you. If Bill Clinton or any other Democrat was part of this, these trips to this pedophile island, I want him crucified. I want him prosecuted, sent to jail. I don't care if it's a former president or the head of some big tech company. I don't give a fuck. There are no friends to me that are pedophiles. Anybody that's a pedophile is my enemy, and I want to see the worst for them. It doesn't matter who they are or who they're affiliated with. All right. Last thing we're going to talk about, of course, we we, we did mention this this hostage situation in Colleyville, Texas. It was a weird one. It was in a synagogue, and nobody for the life of anybody knows why it was a synagogue that was chosen or why Colleyville, 
Texas. It's a suburb of Fort Worth, I believe. It's about 30 miles away from Dallas, Fort Worth. But anyway, this guy walks in, he's got a gun, and he holds people hostage. Now, the only thing he wants to do, he doesn't want money, he doesn't want a helicopter. All he wants is a woman by the name of Afia Siddiqui released from federal prison that happened to be about 20 minutes away from where he was in that synagogue. Now, Afia Siddiqui... She's a scientist or something, but she's got real heavy ties to terrorists like Al-Qaeda. And like I said, they called her Lady Al-Qaeda. This is a bad woman. She was had seven charges. She was convicted of all, one of them murder, uh, terrorism, and all this sort of stuff. And she was definitely connected to Al-Qaeda. So no, this bitch isn't getting out. She was sentenced to 86 years in 2010, and she's currently about 50 years old. She's going to die in there, and she should because of her activities. But this guy wanted her out. Well, of course, this uh, um, elite rescue squad came in. They blew the doors off, went in, shot her, got all the uh, hostages released. And uh, um, that's good. It's good that all the people, the innocent people, were safe. Now, they've released the name of this gentleman. His name is Malik Faisal Akram. Malik Faisal Akram. Now the <laughs> all the uh, um, Trumplicans are going, say he's a fucking Muslim. Well, he probably is. And he probably has ties to terrorists in the Middle East, just like the woman he was trying to save, Afia Siddiqui. But the fact of the matter is he's from England. He's from Britain. He's a British subject. Um, so he's shot, he's dead. That's good. That's probably what should have happened. Um, he's a 44 year old British national. He came to the U S about five weeks ago. Um, no doubtedly to do this very thing. I don't think he thought it out very well. There was no way this was going to succeed. One idiot with a gun walks into a synagogue and now you've got the local police, state police, FBI, an elite rescue team. You think you're going to cut that deal and you're going to try to get a vicious federal prisoner released? Sorry, that's not going to happen. It's just not going to fucking happen. Now, what's interesting, the um, U.K. counterterrorism police in Britain, they've arrested two teens that somehow were tied to the situation. We don't know how or where or what or anything like that. There was nobody else in the U.S. that they could find that was tied to uh, this uh, Malik Faisal Akram guy while he was in the States. I don't know. If you just got a wild hair, talk to a couple of his teen buddies. Maybe there is kids. I mean, the guy's 44 years old. He comes over, tries to get her released, ends up getting his ass killed. And that's a bad day for Akram. But it'll be interesting to see if we hear more about it and how this is all tied together. Of course, um, Afia Siddiqui is saying, oh, I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, or, or if they were directed by um, al-Qaeda or some other terrorist community, they sent them over there or whatever. I, I can't believe it just seems like such a wild-ass idea. 
it was never going to work in the first place. But that's, you know, that's the sad thing. There's a lot of scary things going on like this. You never know where you go where some shit is going to break out. I mean, we've had shootings in uh, movie theaters. I mean, you're just going out to see a movie. We've had shootings in the Mall of America here. We've had shootings in schools. We have people blowing shit up. This world's getting to be a scary place. And uh, the odds of you getting hurt in something like this are slim. But when they end up showing up in these random places for no particular reason, it is frightening. You and I go a bunch of different places in a day or a week. Who's to know that if we walk into that one place, that's our unlucky day? We can only hope against hope that it's not. But we need, really need to see some cracking down of this kind of stuff. Gun, gun uh, control could help in some of these situations. But uh, we've got to get better at policing these rogue people walking the streets and doing anything. And it's even tougher now that we've got our very own domestic terrorist in Trumplefux. We don't know what they're going to do or when they're going to do it. Remember the guy who pulled up to the, uh, where do you, where, where do you, he pulled up near the uh, U.S. Capitol and he had a bunch of guns in the car. Uh, we've heard of people coming across country getting stopped and said they were going to go kill Dr. Fauci. I mean, what the fuck is this world about now? We never saw this stuff on a regular basis. You know, once in a while, a crazy guy. But it seems like there's a crazy guy every day. We as a country, our law enforcement, have to find a way to shut this shit down. There is no reason in the world that our country has to have this number of crazy people going out to intentionally hurt other innocent people. That just cannot stand. There's got to be a way. There's got to be some actions taken. And I hope that is the case. Anyway, I'm going to wrap things up for the Rational Boomer podcast. want to thank you for spending time with me again. Um, we will be back tomorrow. So you have yourself a great day and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.